Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 405. You are in for a treat today. We are talking all things manifesting and how thoughts become things. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Neo Positivity. Neo, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Heather. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I currently live in Spring Hill, Florida, and I give speeches about the law of attraction. Um, something I picked up. I learned how to get really good at it. And since my life is my resume, people choose me to, to talk about it. And I love it. You know, I'm living my dream. Well, we talked a little bit off air. For those that are listening to the podcast, not watching the video, your shirt says thoughts become things. And that's, you know, I think a key takeaway from the movie, The Secret that came out in 06. But I would love for you to give a little background. How did you get into this work? And then now you've been on this road for, was it 13 years? 13 years. Yes. Let me dive right in. Well, I used to be a cop in Camden City, New Jersey. And um, my old partner was a retired CIA agent. And he says to me one day, listen, there's this movie that they make all of us watch in the Academy. You got to watch it. And I'm expecting some SWAT team type movie, but it was a secret. And I, I immediately got obsessed. I wanted to know everything there, there was to know. I started researching and and it was just, it was insane. What really got me was in the movie, I don't know if you remember, they asked you to think of a better butterfly or a feather, whichever one you don't see a lot. Um, and I always saw butterflies because of where I live, but I rarely ever saw feathers. And the next day I went outside and no one watched the movie with me. No one knew I, I even picked it up uh, except for my old partner. But I went outside and there was this feather just slightly dangling in my windshield wiper to the point where I had to like run and grab it before it flew nice. off. And I actually still have that feather it's hanging up on the on the entry to my office as a reminder. But that was like my first thing. And I was like, if I can do that, I can do anything. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now, back to regular programming. And like I said, I got obsessed with it. I learned how to meditate. That took me exactly 16 days to finally flip that switch. And um, Oprah, a lot of Oprah Winfrey, uh, she said the secret was great, but it was the icing on top of the cake. And I was like, ooh, so what's the cake? Mm. So studying, 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 something happened in the beginning of November that year, eight months later, I had read uh, the book, The Command, great book, basically command what you want, as opposed to asking it, asking for it. And something else happened that brought up something called, I call the watcher exercise. I've created a lot of custom exercises over the last 13 years, but this one got me, I was taking a government test small room, one chair, one table, no windows, no cameras or microphones. It wasn't that serious. So small room, one door, took the test, got done. I was getting up to get out. And when I was walking towards the door, I tripped over the edge of the table, like just a little the uh, arm of the table. I tripped, just stumbled. 
And when I stumbled, I kind of looked back with that embarrassing little smile, like, like, did you see me? Like someone just saw me. And that was the first time I had ever really focused on the, the watcher feeling. Like, so, you know, I feel like something's watching you, but nothing's there to watch you, that, that kind of feeling. And I immediately thought to myself, I'm going to study this. I like to study things that all humans have in common. Like we all laugh no matter where you go, um, you can identify and laugh. And I know we can all feel this watcher feeling. And uh, so immediate, so I wanted to study it. So you sit with it. I sat with it and just felt it watching me. And the first thing I noticed was somehow I just knew that it knew I made a choice to observe it. And not only did it know that, but it could also see every thought I was having, which meant it could see every thought I ever had. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Watching me at all times, even when I'm not watching it, knows all my thoughts. Kind of sounds like God to me, you know, or universe, whatever you call it. And if I'm right, this is the closest humans, you know, can get to interacting with it. Like I just stumbled on something crazy. And so I started compounding exercises is what I call it. Like visualization for law of attraction is one exercise. But if you go to the park and put your toes in the sand while you're visualizing being on a beach, now you're doing two things. Bring in the watcher. Now the watcher is watching you with your toes in the sand at the beach right now. Now you've compounded exercises on a, on a crazy level. So I started doing that and less than a month later, I was retired. And I was just in shock at what I had done. And I was like, I want custody of my kids. It's never been done. Not, not by a guy. I don't know any guys in Jersey would custody your kids. I went straight for that. No lawyer. Got it. And then after then, I was just like, I just started pointing at stuff and getting it. And that's what I've just been doing ever since. Getting stuff and teaching people how I get it in hopes that they can apply it to their lives. Uh, I've had, I've interviewed hundreds of people. I do a summit now where I interview several people at a time. It's just all law of attraction, all day, and all results. You know, I'm a pilot. I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't drive. I don't know how to use my washing machine. And those were all things that I, I handpicked. I didn't want to do them no more. And I knew how to get out of them, how to get out of doing them. So I just apply the same principle to everything. And, and it just keeps working. I'm, you know, it just yeah. keeps working. <laughs> Well, and, and I really, I want to share more of like your personal experience, because I believe we all have our own perspective on experiences, but I think it's important to note the secret that came out, at least it brought it to mainstream. So I love that, but the quote law of attraction, this is nothing new. I mean, this has been around, it is timeless and, and it's been around since forever. I mean, even if you want, I think most people have heard of or know the book, think and grow rich. So Napoleon Hill he touched on it. Neville Goddard was a big teacher of it. Wallace D. Waddles. And I mean, I can go on and on. And, and so I just, what I love about it is understanding that we are creators of our reality. And when you understand these principles and kind of like the formula or the process that you can have, be, and do anything you desire. So my question is though, and for you, because I've experienced this, <clears throat> you know, some days are like, I'm riding a high and I think I can do anything and I feel unstoppable. But then there are moments when that ego, the little voice, the monkey mind comes in with the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, who am I to do this? I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. All that bullshit. So my question for you, since you've been doing this for so long and teaching it, what advice do you have for somebody to win that monkey might, you called it the judge. When that judge comes in to derail you, what do you do? You are going, if you're serious about the law of attraction and you really want to make change, you need a complete mind makeover is what I call it. Yeah. You're going to have to, and it does take a lot of work, but it yields the best result you could ever get, which is the ability to create your future. So you're going to have to adjust your mentality to not only accept the ego, but appreciate it because it's a part of you and to hate a part of you manifest more hating a part of you. Mm. Also become things. So you don't want to do that, but you're going to have to shape your mind around these things and you're going to have to change the way you see things and not just certain things, everything, because stuff is going to keep happening to you. Yes. 
You're still going to get emails. You're still going to get bad news. But if you change the way you see things, when the email hits you, you see it differently. You give off a totally different energy than you would have given 20 years ago before you knew about this. And so it is a complete mind makeover. And if you can put in the work, if you're going to go to the gym and do two hours lifting weights, then you should spend at least two hours on your mind every yes. day. Yes. So without that type of dedication, you're not going to get very far because stuff is going to continue to happen. For me, I have such an overwhelming confidence in my ability to create the future that when something happens like that to me, it doesn't mean nothing. The universe created the problem. I'm going to give it right after I hear about it. It's like, that's nice. It's like getting a piece of mail. Bad news. That's nice. Here you go. You get it right back to the mail, man. Handle that. <laughs> you know, it's, and, that, and that's how I kind of go about it. And I know things need to be done. There's inspired action. Phone calls need to get made. Sometimes meetings need to happen. But I'm not going to let it beat me up. The fact of the matter is, as soon as that information hits you, you have two choices. You could stay on autopilot and go down a nice little spiral of ugliness, running scenarios you don't want to run, manifesting a future you don't want. Yep. Or you can stop it dead in its tracks and say something along the lines of, I'm not going to let this get to me. I'm going to hand it back to the universe. I got this. I've always survived before. I'm just going to survive. It. Whatever it is you got to say, but it's that choice. And then the initial sting gets brushed off a little bit, but the problem's still there. Trust, faith, and believe that it will get taken care of. And it yeah. will. It's crazy because you're asking someone to have faith, blind faith, that it's going to get taken care of. But that's what you need. That's life's design. That's the plan. You got to have faith in your ability to manifest, your ability to be abundant. Life is always, since we were born, life has shown us limits. You can only reach so far. You can only yell so loud as a baby screaming. And then your parents teach you about money limits. But we're, in order to succeed in life, we have to believe we're unlimited beings. Yeah. So life is always contradicting us, trying to make, trying to see if we can see past what's directly in front of us. And that has led me to the mentality of F this, what I see. Yes, the present moment is great. You need to be here and stay present. It's beautiful, blah, 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 blah. But as far as what's happening right now, F all of that. Because in a second from now, it's going to be different or could be gone. Why? I'm more focused on what's going to happen next. And because I know that the energy I'm putting out is affecting that, every single one of my thoughts needs to be positive. And I work hard at that, very hard at that. And I've gotten good at it. The brain is a muscle that has muscle memory. Change what it's used to throwing at you, and it'll throw at you something different. Change the dialogue. Change your, your normal practices. Change how you handle that negative uh, information that's coming to you and your brain will start to do it for you you build that up enough to where your brain is canceling things out before they even hit you yeah. takes a lot of work but it is doable 100 okay so all i can say is preach but you speak my language <laughs> and i think if i had to summarize what you just shared i love that you called it a mind makeover and again what i've touched on is i believe it is building the mindset muscle and so you know, you said it is going to take work. You're right. But it's like, okay, do you want to wake up and create your life by design, by choosing your experiences? Or do you want to live life on autopilot with these programs and conditionings that, you know, are in your subconscious, like you get to choose. It's a moment by moment choice. And so I would love to share more of let's give some real world examples. So for example, if somebody's listening or watching this and they're like, oh, this all sounds airy fairy great. Let's talk about like the three major life buckets. Okay. So let's say if somebody's single and really wants to be in a relationship, how do you do that? And then let's talk money. Cause I think that is a big one. Everyone can relate to. And then let's talk more like some time financial freedom. Let's do all three of them real quick. I'm not a Bible guy, okay. um, but Mark 11, 24, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you already have it and it will be yours. In other words, got to see it before you do it. Oh. I, when I do relationship counseling, this guy's like, oh, my wife, you know, we don't have sex anymore. She doesn't cook for me anymore. Da, da, da. And I'm like, dude, think back to the last time she cooked you a great home cooked meal. 
Oh, she's never done that for me. Okay, what about your ex? Oh man, I remember she cooked this and it, it felt good to have somebody take care of me. All right, cool. Just keep focusing on that. Not your ex, but just how it felt to have someone take care of you in that fashion. And I guarantee she at least makes you a sandwich. You know, and, and that's, they hit me up. Yo, she made me a sandwich. I was watching the game and I was just sitting there and she popped up with a sandwich. And I'm like, you know, and so you can apply that to anything. Feel, feeling like you need to find your spouse, manifest the future where you're feeling like you need to find your spouse. I know it's hard to do that. The opposite of that, which is appreciate having a spouse. Because that's the only way you're going to get one is to appreciate having one. It is what it is. You have to spend your headspace there. And if you're spending your headspace in lack of, I need to get, I need to attract, I need to find, what do I have to do to attract? What do I have to change to attract? Should I post this or not post that? The more time you spend there, you're basically pushing that spouse away from you. And the same goes for money. I have a relationship with what I call God money. Uh, I, I think of life like if aliens came down and were like, how do you, get around. Well, we have these four-wheeled vehicles called cars. That's God car. Every Any car I'm driving, I can only drive one at a time. So that's God car for me. You know, I give it different shapes and sizes and colors. I give them labels like that's John's car and this one's mine, but they're all God car. Money, God money is, my relationship with God money is good. And and the day I put a personality or, 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 or a, a being behind money is when I realized that that was a good practice. Because if you love money, it'll love you back. If you feel sore about money because it hasn't really been in your life that much, but you've been okay, that is exactly what it's going to give you. So love it. Take a $100 bill, for example. I have a golden one right there. Take a $100 bill, for example. It's the highest form of you know, currency you can hold in your hand uh, as far as you know, for us Americans. So to sit there and say to yourself, I'm a millionaire, the ego's gonna say, no, you're not, no, you're not, and hit you with a bank statement. To sit there and say, I'm rich, the ego's gonna say, no, you're not, no, you're not. So that's tough to do as an affirmation. If you're gonna do it, do all 10 of them. And we, I'll, I'll explain why later. But for this situation, for you to say, I love $100 bills, I respect $100 bills, you notice there's no ego, there's no drop in here, no ugliness. The ego sits back and lets you enjoy it for a second. Those are the small mental exercises I would do to get paychecks. Another one I call it Brewster's Millions. Um, I just put it out yesterday uh, in a newsletter. I have I sent out a different mental exercise uh, five days a week in my newsletter, my newsletter. And it's called Brewster's Millions from the movie. I switched it up a little bit. Just take your net worth everything you got underneath, every cushion, every couch, just estimate what it is. And just imagine that the universe somehow handed that to you. Here you go, but you have to spend it by the end of the day. What would you spend it on? Just spending time in that headspace. It's, it's, it's a nice, joyful, playful place to be, but also the ego isn't there kicking your back and saying, you can't spend that. You can't spend that much money. You still got rent to pay because you got to spend it by the end of the day. So those are the little things, um, I do for money. I got a ton of different exercises for all of them. But uh, what was the third one? Kind of like that whole time in financial freedom, especially the world has moved to this remote lifestyle that I think so many, I remember years ago, laptop lifestyle seemed like this luxurious, dreamy thing. And now it's becoming a reality for many people. So how do you create that time in financial freedom? Like to retire? Well, no, just to be able to like, quote, live life on your terms, to be able to work remotely if you're not already, or to be able to take, create your business and, and move it online. Got to see it. You have to dance in that space. If you want a million views, you have to dance in a million views and you have to stay there. The ego is going to kick you out and say, no, you can't. What are the chances? Da, 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 da. But you got to stay there. 60 to 70 thoughts on average per day per person. And unfortunately, we're kind of on autopilot most of those. And our brain is throwing at us what we see, all these limits and what's currently happening. And so we manifest these limits and what's currently happening. You got to dance in a different space. You got to play make believe more often in whatever area you want to be in, financially, health, wealth, love, and happiness. 
whatever it is, it's all kind of the same formula. You got to see yourself there and spend time there. That's what a lot of people don't get. They imagine being a millionaire for 10 seconds on their lunch break and they wonder why it hasn't worked yet. That was 10 seconds. 30,000 thoughts today. No, I'm sorry, 60,000 thoughts on average per day per person. And you spent five of them in a positive headspace and you expect to be rich. (laughs) That ratio, the ratio, once you think about the ratio, you know what it is. It does take a lot. And to wake yourself up and proactively think something 30,000 times, 30,001, let's say, times a day to be at least 51% positive, that sounds impossible to wake yourself up. That's why you have to shift your average thoughts. That way those autopiloted background thoughts that are going, get those on the page you want to be. And you'll start to water that seed for you more often. And then you start producing Everything just starts flying at you. And confidence is a big thing too. You're not confident in this. If you expect your manifestation to fail, you will manifest your manifestation failing. And and I don't think people fully understand that. The way I just said it, I'm not sure if I understand what I said, but I knew what I meant. Um, Yeah, 100%. If you don't believe it's going to work, it ain't going to work. You could be a master manifester like myself or like Heather, but we might doubt that we can actually get that Lamborghini by tomorrow afternoon at four, you know, cause it's tomorrow afternoon at four. That's a tall task. But guess what? If we seriously were to were able to wrap our heads around it, something would happen. Some lottery ticket, some craziness would happen and it would get here. That's just the way it works. So I encourage everybody to do that. Because time is an illusion. So if we think it's going to take six months, a year, five years to grow this, multi six, seven figure business, it's going to take that long because you think it's going to take that long. Okay. I I wrote this down because I think this is so important that you said play, make believe more often. And I love that because one, it's kind of being childlike and it's imaginative. And I've heard this before, maybe you have too, but that everything was created twice, once in the imagination and once in 3D. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard. I like it though. I like it 100%. Although, you know, some things we think of hopefully don't ever make it to 3D. <laughs> right. But everything that is, oh, so you're saying, all right, everything that is currently created was created twice. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, okay. I'm with that. <laughs> yeah. Something else I want to, and I'm not sure if this is Abraham Hicks, probably Abe, but I'm not positive. But anyway, I love this because this kind of, it gave me some peace of mind that whatever is your current reality, whatever is right now is all from past thinking. Oh yeah. Einstein, we are a result of our previous thoughts. That's okay. hundred percent. Oh, and here's the thing. How, and I want everybody to answer this question. This is how in your imagination land, in your mind, how much money you got over there? Heather, go ahead. How much money you got over there? I mean, right now in this moment or what I want? No, in your imagination, in your mind, how much money do you have over there? Okay, so I feel like, hmm, this is a trick question because I got asked this once by one of my first coaches. This was years ago. It was, um, I love Coach Dietz. And he asked me something about how much money can you fathom? And I, I said something crazy, like let's say $10 million. I thought that was a lot. And he was like, unlimited basically yeah yeah if and you so, be, i i always ask people that question and they're like a hundred million dollars and i'm like that's it and they're right? like 500 million and i'm like that's it and they're two billion i'm like well wait a minute couldn't you give a trillion dollars to everyone on the planet and still not have scratched the surface on what you could give after that yes. and they're like wow you're right and that is the imagination world is the prerequisite to what's out here to this mm. world. So you got all these limits over here because and it, and, it, and it is that and that's life's design again. Life is still showing us limits. You can only reach so far, but if you want it, you have to see unlimited. It's a test. It's a constant test. Can you stay positive in the face of the negative? You know, that's that that's another everything that happens to you, everything that happens to you. Just make sure you keep that in mind. That is a huge test. Can you stay positive in the face of negative? Can you stay positive in the face of the neutral? And can you stay positive in the face of the positive? Because if life is going great for you, 
for a whole month, you just batting a thousand. When you get good news and those deals go through, they start to become numb. You don't feel them as much. You're not as appreciative. It's just something that happened again. So it is, it is that repeated test. Can you stay positive in the face of the pass or fail? It's a choice. You're gonna wake up, you're gonna stay on autopilot, let the negative scenarios play out for the next 20 minutes. No, wake up faster, sooner than later. Get great at it, trust me, it's worth it. <laughs> I, uh, For me, it's like, I wanna shake humanity and shout from the rooftops, wake the fuck up. And I, I feel like I gotta add the F-bomb for emphasis, but okay, I have two big questions for you. Were you gonna say something? No, I was... I always do that. I'm like, sometimes I got to drop the F-bomb because I need them to feel what I'm saying. But that's why I wear it on my shirt. I want to be a walking billboard. Yes. I want everyone to know that they need to be careful about what they're thinking about right now and tonight. Yeah. Okay. Here are the two questions. Number one, since we're talking about this unlimited potential, how do we begin to think bigger? Ooh, this one took a while. This one took a while and, I, and I'm, I'm actually glad you asked it because this is gonna be my next real big tour. You gotta see your oneness with God. The only real way you're going to see unlimited and feel unlimited when gravity is limiting how high you can jump every second of the day is to feel your oneness with God. Everything that exists is just one big vibrating energy wave. You might vibrate at a different frequency than me, and we both vibrate at a totally different frequency than this desk. But at the end of the day, we're just one vibrating energy wave. And I, I do. I used to do this thing where I would take a Play-Doh with me when I do my presentations. I take Play-Doh, and I make two bumps. And I give them arms. I give them legs. And I say, "Come, okay, that's you, and that's God. You guys are talking. Nah, 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 nah. And I smash them both down." It was always just one lump of clay though. And I do the same thing with people. I poke up, I say, that's John and that's Jane. And immediately you give them a relationship. Are they married? Are they brothers and sisters? Are they cousins? Do they even like each other? You immediately give them all these, everybody has their own little universe that they create around these two characters and you smash them down. It was always one lump of clay. And so when you can really use techniques like that, like mentalities like that to wrap your head around your oneness with God and oneness with God means no separation. People tend to forget what it means. Then you can start to figure unlimitedness. And when you look at what you've done in the past, what you've made it through, what you've manifested so far, then you're like, all right, I could do this. I could pull a rabbit out of a hat. I can do what I want. But as you get closer and really feel your oneness with God, there'll be no limits. You'll feel no limits to what you can get. And then you start getting stuff like retirement and stuff. Then you really start to feel it. And so I encourage everybody to find that oneness. I know a lot of religions teach that that's blasphemy and, and, and whatnot. I mean, but they all say one with God. <laughs> so hold on to that. Hold on to it. So I'll share, I, uh, I do not come from a religious background. It's never felt good to me. Um, so not, not to like poo-poo religion, to each their own. I believe we're all on our own journey. But it wasn't until I really started reading Neville Goddard that I became comfortable. And so his big teaching is simply two words, I am. And that's how I began to understand this oneness, this presence. And again, kind of like coming from childlike, I love Disney movies. Disney movies have such deep metaphors if you really pay attention. Yeah. For me, Lion King has been one of my all-time favorites, even I can remember as a young kid. But anyway, Lion King, if you really pay attention, you know, when Mufasa comes from the sky to Simba, when Simba's looking at his reflection in the water, and it was remember who you are. And that one line is something that I try to keep in the forefront of my brain often is remember who you are, that we are like God in this 3D human experience. And I think that's hard to grasp at first, or it was for me, but the more I start thinking that is God would never, or a parent would never want their child to suffer or not have enough, right? The parents shower their children with everything. And so 
you know, I think Marianne Williamson, are you familiar with her? No. Marianne Williamson. Okay. So she's an amazing teacher, but one of her most infamous quotes more or less is, um, you know, you are a child of God. Who are you not to shine and be brilliant and all these things. And so again, back to that, we just want people to wake the fuck up that you are God in human form. And, and what is God, you know, what are his limits? None. I, I like to, one time I was trying to get a good visual for a specific client of mine. And I said, basically, if, if God himself was to shine a beam of light, you know, you are that light. You're not what it's shining on. You're not the background. You're not what's illuminated. You are the light. So it's kind of like it makes them feel okay, that's, that's of God, you know? And, and so, yeah, stuff like that allows me to hold on to it and see it more. There's, there's, a, other couple, there's a couple other things. Through science, I've really learned that, you know, when your eyes are closed, it's usually what's, what, what's on the other side is possibilities. Like if, you're in a, if you're in a room with no windows, like I was in that room, no windows, one door, what's on the other side of that wall is infinite possibilities. Ooh. Our universes sometimes collide like they are now. But when we both look at a building, those are two different buildings. Your building might be crowded. Mine might be empty because I know they're doing construction on the third and fourth floor. We're imagining two totally different structures. We are literally living in two different universes. Like I said, we look at each other and they collide. But when I, when I look over here and I see this area, my, my flashlights, my light essence is shining its light on these things. And I'm, I, I register that to be a door and that to be a mirror. And, but it's, it's the light. I'm the light. I'm the door. I'm the mirror. I'm all of that, which means I'm what? I'm one with God. Yeah. And I wouldn't do that to me. And it just so happens every time I say I'm going to get a good parking spot, I get one. So I'm going to use that to get everything else. And that's life, man. That's not like that's what I want to shake people to say. Come yeah. on, get on board. I can't do this by myself. Um, it's been a fun ride, but no, I want everybody to come with me. I think that I think the planet will evict us before it allows us to destroy it. A hundred percent, I think so. So, and the only way out of this current trend that we're in as man is to be more positive because negative is what we're trying to oppose and that's the direct opposite. And being positive gets you the toys you want, which means even the naysayers will be on board eventually. Now, can you imagine a world where everybody's on this law of attraction kick? Totally different planet than we're seeing right now. And it just so happens, this is the time. This is the time the universe has led us up to this. It gave us the postal system so we could connect. It gave us the internet so we can connect more, faster. It gave us social media so we can connect emotionally and share ideas and exchange. We are at the peak right now. There's going to be a major shift soon. I'm pretty, I'm 100% sure it has to do with the law of attraction and shows and get-togethers and conversations like this one right here. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so for somebody who maybe is new to this or still like, man, this sounds great, but I don't know if it's for me, I would suggest... I call them experiments. That way they're light, they're fun and start something small. Start with like, all right, I want to manifest $5. So if someone takes you to dinner and they pay, well, you just manifest maybe it was 20 or 30 bucks or start with, I love parking spaces or a free cup of coffee or whatever it is, just put your intention. And, and I always preach that the how is not your job, but just put an intention out, something you want to have, be, or experience. And then let life, I like, um, you know, let the universe show you, let life surprise you. I use the, I, I still use it. Like when I have clients, um, the feather or the butterfly, I love that one because they go outside the next day and there's a feather sitting on their doorstep or something like that. And they're like, oh my gosh. And then you use that. You gotta understand that's a stepping stone. You have to use that feather to strengthen your confidence mm. in your ability to manifest. And then go for everything. And then whatever you want, just put I love in front of it. 
I love cars. I love money. I love houses. I love success. I love likes. I love shares. Just throw that. That is a great way to do it. And we were talking about affirmations. Yes. Yes is a great affirmation. Say it 10 times. By the third time you're smiling, no matter what your mood is, by the third time you're smiling, and by the fifth or sixth time, your brain is throwing at you reasons to say yes. Yes. And now you're going down a great mental foxhole. Now you're watering a great seed and manifesting more futures where you're saying yes. So affirmations are huge, especially if it's something you don't currently have. Saying it 10 times is clutch. Because the first couple of times your ego is going to say, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you can't. But then it'll start to give way to the subconscious running the possibility of that happening. So you spend like five through 10 when you're saying it, the fifth through 10th time you're saying it, you're in a great headspace, watering that seed, pulling it closer towards you. So make the conscious effort to wake up more often and then follow up by doing these exercises. Okay, so now I want to ask you something kind of on the opposite side of this. I believe one of the big paradigms in our society and our culture that contradicts everything we've been talking about is the hustle and grind mentality. You have to effort, you have to struggle, you have to work 80 hours a week to get ahead. That's what you have to do. How do you feel about that? Watering seeds. Uh... I think of every thought like watering seeds in a picture of a bunch of flower pots. Things I like about my job, things I don't like about my job. Facebook, my spouse, my house, my kids. All day long, every single thought we have is just watering different seeds. Mm -hmm. All right, keep that mentality. Now, we've all heard to whom much is given, much is tested, right? So if you want something big like a lottery win, it's going to require a lot more energy, a lot more seed watering than something like a cheeseburger. So the degree of how much, I always feel like every moment you're alive, you're given one energy dollar to spend on what you want. Pain, success, Amazon, Facebook. And so what you're going to put the most energy dollars into, like the things that require the most energy dollars are going to require a lot of that energy. And it's going to seem like hustle, but for a carpenter, to sweat his butt off for 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week will give him the same results as a computer guy who did like that for 60 hours a week. It may, I mean, the results may vary, but who gets more? But they're both putting 40 hours worth of their energy dollars into that project. Bill Gates, didn't he worked every single day for 10 years in his garage giving energy dollars into this machine for 10 years and the outcome was the internet. So yes, there is a degree of energy that has to be put in everything and to whom much is given, much is tested. Now, if you're the type of person who thinks of getting a million dollars like a snap, it'll come like a snap. So your perspective behind Mm. it also has a huge deal to do with it. So that's why people would suggest manifesting, trying to manifest $10,000 over 10 million. $10,000 is easier to fathom in your mind than 10 million, in everybody's mind than 10 million. So, you know, there's different, there's a lot of so many different angles. I call it like a four dimensional spider web, a perfect four dimensional spider web, the law of attraction, but everything just leads. That's what got me away from religion uh, and more in this, in this energy frequency area because everything just added up. I didn't have, I can, any question I could possibly ask. I, ha- I-, I can answer it and-, and it makes sense, you know, except for like, you know, the, the extravagant questions like what's happening on Mars right now, you know, but with law of attraction related, it's simple. It all just kind of lines up. And when you have that kind of faith in a system, that also helps when the phone call comes in with bad news. I got faith in the system. I could just hand it back. I'm great at manifesting. I wouldn't do that to myself. I'm one with God, so I'm in control. All these things are attacking that problem for you before it even becomes a problem. Next thing you know, you're laughing at it and then it's gone. How would you like to live that life? That's the question. Sign. What are you willing to do to live that life? How many mental exercises? I got 54 different reminders on my phone every single day to water a different seed specifically. Damn. What are you willing to do? 
So you're extremely mindful and intentional every single day, keeping yourself on track. And I love that. What seeds am I watering? Because of what I wanted to ask you, and maybe it's a little more complicated than I, I normally get answers to, but you know, what are your morning rituals or your daily routines that are helping you stay focused and in this high vibe state? Well, when I wake up, the first thing I do is uh, I put on a calm app and I do some kind of meditation, 15 minutes, some type of uh, meditation from there. And then after that, I'll just look at the ceiling and I'll either go over my meetings for the day and imagine they went amazing. Or I'll go over, there's this new thing I'm doing. Um, basically, it's the number million, million dollar signing bonus, million likes, million shares, million subscribers, million views. A million fans, a million followers, and I think a million members of my uh, my summit's group page. And so I what I say is I love having a million followers. I don't have a million followers, but I would love having a million followers. That statement is a true statement. So the ego has to sit back and let me sit in and vibrate at the frequency of having a million followers, mm -hmm. a million views. And so when you say I love having a million views, I love having a million dollar signing bonus. You know, so those are the things that I'm working on right now. Uh, that's as of the like last three days. Before that, I would just go over my meetings and imagine they went great and do some kind of affirmation. Yes, yes, yes. Or you can smile for like 60 seconds or even laugh for 60 seconds is a great one. Um, so that would be in the morning at the nighttime. I review the meetings that I had today, except for when I review them, they went amazing <laughs> they went balls to the walls amazing which means if they went that amazing my tomorrow is going to be slightly different than it would normally be you know um finan uh, financially alone so stuff like that and throughout the day like i said throughout the day is everything for me i've got I've this tattoo i've got million dollar bills strategically placed around the house bank statements all kind of stuff um, and most of them, I just glance past them. They're just background, but every now and then one will catch my eye and that'll be the reminder right here. This is a, a, a poker chip that I use. I always have in my pocket. I like to show you. It says, uh, says, remember thoughts become things, stay focused on yeah. one side and on the other side, it just has the website and it says, thank you. And that thank you is the affirmation. So when you reach in your pocket, you go, what is this in my pocket? Oh, that's the poker chip. Just say thank you 10 times. Or whatever affirmation you want to work on. Like if you're on your way to a meeting, the meeting went great. The meeting went great. While visualizing the last great meeting that you walked out of and you felt amazing 10 years ago or 20 years ago, it doesn't matter. You can always bring it back. Visualize that 10 times. Say thank you. The, me the meeting went amazing. Because when you're talking about that meeting, the ego can't say, you didn't, you didn't even go in there yet. It could go bad. That guy's been looking at you for the past couple of weeks like he doesn't like you. Like you're not giving the ego a chance to say none of that because you're talking about the meeting that did go amazing. And you're manifesting a future where you're saying that amazing, that meeting went amazing again. So it's like little things like that. Um, I got everywhere on my shirt. I got a wristband that says thoughts become things, stay focused. I basically got this because driving, people cut you off and you're ready to cuss them out. <laughs> and then yep. you see your wristband and you're like, nope. Don't want to spend time there. Maybe that person saved me. I wasn't meant to be at that red light at that time. Could have been a fatal accident, you know? So maybe that car saved me. How dare I yell at it? And so another mentality shift, uh, different way of seeing things. And you just be a better person. At the end of the day of all of this, I know you know this hands for, uh, firsthand. It just makes you a better person at the end of the day. You find you, it'll be a commercial break and you're not even paying attention to the commercial, but you're just smiling at something. And that's the life you want to live. If you're going to be on this earth doing something, it should be smiling in your downtime, not just when you're at an exciting time. Smile all day. That's the goal. I love that. Okay. So what I want to ask you is, I feel like we've shared a lot and you've, you've, and, and I feel like it's only the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> but what is the one thing you want people to do as soon as they're done listening to this? What is the one thing to go implement and begin right now? Practice waking up. Remembering to remember to do everything we talked about today is the hardest part of all of this. With life coming at you at a mile, 100 miles an hour, dinner, decisions, phone call. Oh, man, I'm laying in bed and I haven't done any mental exercises today. And when that happens, don't beat yourself up. 
because that you did it what you were exactly meant to do that day. What will you do tomorrow? Focus on that. But like I said, waking up more often, setting alarms, triggers, waking up more often, your brain's muscle has muscle memory. It'll, it'll start waking you up more often for you. That is the first step because if you can't wake up, you're not going to do any of these exercises. You're just going to fall in line, autopilot throughout your day. So practice that. And what you're going to find is you're walking towards the kitchen and all of a sudden you stop thinking about next week or that meeting and you're just in the kitchen. And you're wondering, why am I here? That's what you want. That's exactly what you had. That was the whole goal. Now, once you're there, do something with it. Say yes 10 times. Picture that meeting going great. Picture yourself sitting on the sofa with your dream spouse, having some ice cream, and you just love life. Whatever it is, you got to practice waking up first and get good at that. So that, that would be number one today. Work on that. Neil, I have to share with you because I feel like this doesn't happen as often, but you have ignited that high vibe energy and excitement in me again, because there are times I fall off the wagon and I kind of get in monotony, but I feel like, oh, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to go do that again. And I know that works. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it again, because this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for saying that. I am. Um... Yeah, that means the world to me because that's that's what I aim to do. And then there's, there's days when I'm just like, blah, I've been excited for four days in a row. Now I'm just like, blah, I get up and find reasons to call myself a badass. I was a cop in the most dangerous city in America. I used to chase people down dark alleyways for fun. People with guns <laughs> every night. Like when I think about that, I want to get up. So do things to get yourself up emotionally, uh, morale boost morale. Morale is up is a great mental exercise, by the way. Say morale is up 10 times in a row every day. Trust me. I agree. All right. I'd love to wrap up the interview. So I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Let's go. What is a quote or motto that you live by? (laughs) (laughs) My walking billboard is thoughts become things, stay focused. That's what I tell myself so many times throughout the day. Fear your negative thoughts. Use that pain in your chest as a as a, a feeling, a physical feeling to wake up, dissociate from the situation, realize everything is okay, and realize that if you stay there, you're screwing up your future. Let that be your drive to stay focused. So thoughts become things. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? The Science of Getting Rich. Just got done. It blew my mind. Dude, that's the second time I've heard of, and uh, that's Wallace D. Waddles, but um, that's one I had on repeat on Audible and reading it. I like to highlight, but why? Why that book? Crazy. I didn't even know it existed until two weeks ago. Um, (laughs) Getting. For so many years, I can, I hope, I will. Those were poison words, can, hope, and will, because they Mm. produce a future where you're saying I can again, which means you didn't do it. Or I will again, which means you didn't do it. Hope is good to have, but not good to say. Um, I recently opened Can in the form of, yeah, I can run a multi-million dollar business. Ego has to let me live in that because it's true. And I like water in that seed. That book opened, uh, Science of Getting Rich opened me to getting. Because when I, I, I can say many things about this Lamborghini that currently only exists in my mind. I can say as many affirmations as I want and the ego is still messing with me because it's not here. So it has all the ammunition it needs to kick me in my back. But when I say I'm getting a Lamborghini, the ego sits back. It knows it's coming because of what I've done so far. So when I say I'm getting a book deal, I'm getting my million dollar signing bonus. I am in stride for all of those things right now within the next 30 to 60 days. So the ego has to let me sit in it. This is the first time in 13 years I've been studying that I've been able to sit in these beautiful thoughts by just adding the word getting. And of course, you know, having the faith that it'll come because of the work that I put in, that's a huge part of it too. But that was huge. Untethered Soul would be another book. If I had to recommend another one, it makes you see your thoughts like they're not even part of you. If you're observing the thoughts, you're the observer of the thoughts, two different things. Mm, yep. Michael Hold C. on to that. So yeah, those two books are dope. All right, I, I got to challenge you on that one. Let's go. When you're saying getting, that's still in my interpretation, my perception is someday, one day, 
I hope. So how come you're not saying I have? When I say I have, my ego says, no, you don't. And it's right. So I try to stay away from that because it's going to win every time. Okay. You know, uh, that's like spending one second manifesting that object of three seconds pushing it away because the ego just won. The reason why I like getting, right? like it would have been a poison word. I would have never used it before. But the reason why I like getting is because of Amazon. When you order a package from Amazon for the next two days, you can say, I'm getting it. And you know it's coming. Oh. All confidence is coming. It might, it might get delayed a day because it snows in Texas. Guess it's still coming. And you're still happy about it. There's nothing else you got to do. There's nothing else you can do. And that's the thing about all of your goals. There's something else you can do. You can make a phone call. You can go in a room and meditate about it. Whatever. But a package you ordered out of your hands, you've paid for it with your energy dollars or real dollars. It's just on the way and it'll get here when the universe gets it here. And I've learned to, I've learned not to battle with that timing. Yeah. I've learned that. So that's the reason why getting uh, works for me okay. because it's like a package from amazon.com. That's what I always say to myself. I just have to wait for it to get here. <laughs> and that takes away so much because all of my other dreams, they require me to at least do another video, grow my fan base to this, do another summit here, finish writing my book. But when when I when I put getting, it's like it's it's like it's there. I just gotta wait. So yeah, that's it for me. And without that book saying, because and if, it's funny because that book just says thoughts become things ninety five thousand times over and over again for the first eleven chapters. But once you get to chapter eleven, it becomes beautiful. So yeah, and that book got gave me the whole getting phrase that I'm extremely appreciative for. The power, of by, the power of Now by Eckhart Tolle was my first real read. That would be my Bible or A New Earth, which mm -hmm. is basically Power of Now plus extra stuff. So I guess, I guess that one's better. So all-time books, that would be it. Recent reads, uh, The Science of Getting Rich and Untethered Soul. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Step it up all the mental exercises and everything you know how to do, the only thing that is keeping or has kept anything away from you that you want is the amount of mental exercise that you did yesterday and the day before and the day before. Step it up. Mm -hmm. The future you, the past you, whatever you is looking at you and wants you right now in this moment watching to step, step. it up. Whatever you're thinking about right now, think something better great is good it can always be better mm -hmm. step it up 100 what a great note to end on neo thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me it, it was a blast this was uh probably one of the best conversations i've ever had heather's like my twin you guys and i was talking to her i was like oh my gosh she, like, she thinks like me she's been through a lot of similar things as far as her success uh behind the law of attraction and how it's impacted her life and where she takes it mentally so I definitely appreciate our time, appreciate our time together. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.